toes are gonna pop out, oh God. And just bolted toward it. Closing off what you can and working towards closing off the rest of it. How, when, or why something happens is none of your concern. Ooh, it's like a condom. 86, his personality. 86, Brooks left titty. Fucking beat that shit down. Welcome back to the BBR pod. Glad to have you. We are. And we're glad to have ourselves fucking together for once today because this is probably the 70th setup we've had oh for, this, for this podcast episode today. This is our second trial. We actually filmed 25 minutes of this episode and it was not giving what it needed to give. We actually, um, Bestie here had the brilliant idea to DoorDash Red Bull yeah. because we were just fiending for some energy. So we DoorDash Red Bull. We got our, we needed a little drinkity drink. Mm. There is dandelion plus hair on my <laughs> Dandelion plus hair. <laughs> what the fuck? today have been all over the place just we started out today by being we normally when we hang out we spend about 20 minutes talking just straight up talking yeah the next like two hours we spent planning for this podcast and planning Mm -hmm. episodes and being like really intent yeah now and then we had just a phase where we caffeine crashed we sat by the pool and ate snacks got all bloated (laughs) and shit and before that, we tried to film the first part of this episode, and the energy was just not, not there. there at and now all. the energy is just off it's the fucking charts. I know, and I feel like it wasn't helping because we <laughs> didn't like it. Was there. <laughs> My toes are gonna pop out. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we literally, well, we spent an hour and a half trying to get the first original set up, and then your back was hurting. It was, it was like, so anyway, um, we're back, and we're actually going to film this podcast. Yes, we're going to get With it energy done. this time, with some personality, because the last one was just, yeah, it was so giving, we quit our jobs. and We quit our jobs, and we weren't really fucking with it. Um, we were broke. Okay, the theme of this episode is, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, the theme of this episode is working through the the limbo phase of, like, your career or your financial position, Mm -hmm. um, getting out of a bad position in your workplace, or, like, trying to balance out your life a little bit more, and then, or, like, leaving a bad you know, opportunity, whether it's a relationship Mm -hmm. or a job and realizing that it's bad for you, moving on to the next part, the limbo phase between that and then everything actually working out at the end. So yes, indeed. Specifically for us, we're going to be talking about, um, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about us working together at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm -hmm. I worked there for two years. She worked there for like a year and, um, no, wait, no, you worked there for like three. I worked like a year and a half. Yeah. 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 It was something like that. But anyway, we worked at Buffalo Wild Wings for almost two years together. We both ended up quitting, obviously, for personal reasons. We just didn't like the job anymore. Yeah. It was not a healthy work environment, to Mm-mm. say the least. To say the least. And we were putting a lot more 
time and energy into that job than was necessary and that we were given credit for it and that we saw return on. <clears throat> yeah. And it was just, it was a horrible work-life balance and you can only maintain a job like that for so long before you just literally can't anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and you just like, you just reach your breaking point, especially when it's like repeated things over and over again that just keep happening. And you're like, this time I'm going to quit this time. I'm going to quit this time. I'm going to quit. And then you just finally pull the cord and that's yeah. pretty much what I did. I had to get my car fixed one morning. I had to wake up super early to do it because I had to double that day. But it was the only day that that guy could fix my car. That specific guy could fix my car. He was going to give me a discount, which I needed because I wasn't like rich and I'm still not rich. And so I just, I needed some work done that I was going to have done by this guy. And so I woke up really early that morning, hoping that he'd finish it by the time I had to go in for my double at 11. And um, he didn't. And it was still, it was like 945 and he still wasn't making enough progress for it to be done in time. So I called my work and just to let them know that I wasn't going to be able to come in for the morning shift, but I'd be there for the night shift. And my manager, my general manager, literally said to me on the phone, you can't do that. You're the only server. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking I can do that. And that's what I'm fucking doing. Like, you can't tell me I can't do it because that's what I'm doing. And so he was like, well, then I'm just going to stop scheduling you for morning shifts on Friday. And I was like, okay, I don't like see if I fucking give a shit. I don't care. No, literally. And... So then I go in for the night shift that night. I usually am used to having, like, when I was working there, both of us worked in the same type of section. We, we had the most tables in the restaurant, and we had, like, seniority. So, and, you know, we earned it. So I walk in, and I'm used to having, like, seven or eight tables in my section on the good bar side that's busier, you know, whatever. And I'm used to having that because that's how it's been since I, like, since I worked my way up to it. And I hadn't, I didn't think that there was any reason for that to be taken away. Um, especially since the circumstances I couldn't really control. Yeah. And it's to be noted that they literally never did that. Like we had that section every single night, unless they were being spiteful and mm -hmm. petty. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't something that could be misconstrued as like, oh, we just switched your section because we sit to your section all the time. Yeah. Like it wasn't it that. Was, we worked Wednesday through Sunday and usually Brooke and I were in the bar every single Wednesday through every single night, Wednesday through Sunday, no exceptions yeah. really. And that's not like being cocky or like expecting that to happen or like entitlement at all. It's just, that's just how it was. That's how it was. And it was like a pretty known thing. Like we didn't even really have to check our sections. Like that's how regular it was. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew if we were there, we were over there. Mm -hmm. That's just what that's it was. That's just how it was. Because nobody was <clears throat> even, we were over there so much. Nobody was even really trained to be over there. Yeah. They just weren't to like close the restaurant over there, which like, and if you're also, if you're on that side, you're there until like two o'clock in the morning, which most servers don't want to do, which we were okay with because that's how you made the most money. So most of the servers that walked in there, they wanted to work in the bar, but they didn't want to stay until 2 a.m. to close. So they so weren't over there. You can't work over there. Because <clears throat> you don't get cut on that side. Like mm -hmm. every night it was us closing till 2 a.m., on busy nights, 3 a.m. It was just a lot. So not a lot of people wanted to do it regardless of the money. Yeah. So I walk in for my night shift that night. I have three table, four tables in the dining room. And I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. And this is not the first time it's happened. This has happened no. multiple times to where when they wanted to punish you or be petty, they would change like literally only two of us. They would pick on us and they would put us in shitty sections. They knew we were going to be mad about it. Almost like a quiet firing situation. Yeah. So we, and they did it to both of us. And this wasn't like something that they did to other people mm -mm. at all because not, nobody else really cared. Like we actually gave a shit about the job. So they, and they knew that and they took advantage of us in that way. I see that I have four tables in my section. I'm talking to the host and I'm like, save that right now. And I walk out 
And she said, bet. It wouldn't really change much anyway. And I walked in the bathroom. I was putting my apron on and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm, I don't need this anymore. Like I'm, I'm leaving. I, I'm to better things. Like there's so much more that I could be doing with my life right now than getting upset or mad about having a shitty section in a fucking restaurant that I hate working in. So I did. And I walked out. Am I proud of the way that I quit the job? Not really. Do I regret it? Absolutely not. Because we had both been at the point for a while where it was like, we really wanted to quit. Like we weren't happy. Like it just wasn't good. And you reached a breaking point a little bit before me Mm -hmm. because I was pretty solid in the fact that I had just been taught like you do not leave a job unless you have a backup plan, which is generally really good advice. Mm -hmm. And so you quit. I stuck around for a little bit longer and I ended up putting in a two week and there was nothing like, what happened to you, like not a certain event that triggered me putting it in. It was just at the time that I didn't work there with you anymore. Yeah. I mean, clearly that because the other people, I mean, the coworkers at the job, actually, I really liked most Mm -hmm. of them. Like generally it was pretty cool coworker wise. There was a lot of drama, but at that point I just gotten used to it. For me, at least the drama was worse when I started working there and kind of cooled out by the end of it. I just I think we both realized like we don't even want to be a part of it. We weren't really in the drama at all, but it still was going on, which was annoying. So I put in my two weeks and then it was like exactly a week into my two weeks. I was like, I literally just can't fucking do this anymore. Being in that restaurant at that time, there are a few other things going on in my life. I was super stressful and I just wasn't happy with what was actually going on in my life, much less being at that job. So I left early. Something had happened that day, like a week into my notice. And I left early and I just decided like, I'm not going back. I talked to my mom about it. I talked to you about it. I don't really struggle with anxiety too personally. Like I do have, I would say maybe a slightly elevated the normal amount of anxiety, but nothing super day to day. So for me to be having near anxiety attacks from just being there, I was like, I literally can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I did put in my two weeks and then I just no called, no showed for the rest of my notice and was like, fuck this shit. I'm not going back in. Like I can't be in a work environment. That makes me feel that fucking stressed. Also, we should talk about our little pumpkins we have going on here. Oh yeah. We didn't even say that, but we're painting, we're in the middle of painting pumpkins right now. And now the sun is beating off of that and going right in my eyeballs, which is perfect. Mine is purple. Why I chose purple for a pumpkin, I have no fucking idea, but that's what's happening. Yeah, I'm going for a ghost man with glasses. We'll put up reference images Mm -hmm. of what we were kind of going for, but I painted on the fucking ugly side of my pumpkin. Like this side is fucking perfect, and I painted on the ugly side, but nothing to be salty about now. Bringing beauty to the ugly. So we basically, by not working out full notices, etc., closed the door to that restaurant, locked it, threw away the fucking key, burned the door down, cemented it up, whatever you want to say. We closed that door and literally didn't want to open it ever again, much less give ourselves an opportunity to open it. Because if we would have gone back, they would have been like, yeah, no. Because the managers, dare I say, we're not the biggest fans of us sometimes. No. And I I really genuinely don't know why. I think it was just because we were really particular about our sections and the rotations and stuff like that, which is... Because that's how we make our money. And Yeah, it's how you make your money. And it's standard in a restaurant to have a good rotation and even sections. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And that restaurant just didn't do a good job of keeping track of rotation or anything like that. The, The hosts really 
are the head of the restaurant. Like they're the first people that customers see when they walk in. So they should know what the hell they're doing. And nine times out of 10, the host at that restaurant just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And it's not even a diss on them. It's just they didn't properly train them at all. Yeah, that's a diss on the managers because they don't know how to, they didn't train the host good to know what the fuck they were doing. I don't even know what the fuck the training for the host was because it wasn't shit. I was started out as a host there and I actually had a proper training as a host um, because they had people who were certified to train. Now, it shows a lot for the restaurant that every single one of those people that was certified to train quit before I left. So yeah, the turnover was just crazy, but it was, especially with servers. We just, it was, they were constantly hiring and never was never fully staffed. It was like, we basically were standing in this room. There were two doors behind us, which was that job and just negative things regarding that job. We closed it. We locked it. I haven't talked to anyone from that job since. Mm -mm. Not at all. And it's nothing even against them. It was just, I didn't, We didn't want anything associated with that job anymore, both of us, which is weird because it's not really that weird because we are very similar people, but it's just funny to me that we felt the exact same way about how we left and how the job, like how we, we, we were treated at the job, how we just wanted to get out and not associate with anybody there, except for her, obviously, because I met her there. We told you about that last time though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't like at this point, I don't even consider you a part of that vibe. So yeah, no. We were basically standing in this room for a really long time. The door behind us to Buffalo Wild Wings was closed, locked, key thrown away. And there were a bunch of doors in front of us. Like at the time, I kind of had a slight lead on the job that I have now, but it wasn't certain. I didn't even know when it would start. So I was basically in a point of like, I think this is a really good job opportunity in front of me but I have no details yet. Mm-hmm. I have no details, just a promise that they will get back to me closer to this restaurant opening. Cause at the time I was communicating to their sister restaurant and knew about the plans of this restaurant opening. It sounded like a great opportunity, but I didn't, I had not even a date on when it could start. It could have been six months. It could have been a week. I didn't know, but I just had a gut feeling and had heard by word of mouth that it was going to be a really good job. So I held out for it. And what jobs were you looking at at that point? After I quit, I took a couple of days to really just like take in the opportunity to just be for a second. I wasn't Mm -hmm. really that worried about it. I had planned on trying to get somewhere in my career um, and getting a job that, you know, was in marketing or advertising or something with like editing um, videos, social media uh, content creation, anything like that. So I did end up, I, I went on a couple interviews, wasn't really vibing with them. And then I found this one place, which was seemed like it was going to be pretty promising. And then I had an opportunity open up to me where um, my current boss took a huge chance on me because I have no, you know, I have no background um, really except for my YouTube channel. Oh, he's so cute. Bitch, that smile crooked as fuck. He <laughs> looks so like he's smirking though. at you. <laughs> Uh, a small business took a chance on me in content creation and doing some marketing aspects of their business, which is really cool. It gave me a really big opportunity to increase my skill set and just like grow and learn with their company, which was really fun. So um, I ended up getting in that job. Um, and I, I'm very grateful for the amount of room that they have given me to grow with filming and content creation in general, production, editing. And being able to like branch out into different software 
um, and just like play around with my skills and learn some stuff, which was really cool because it actually led me to be able to, well, actually before that, I was getting a second job and I did end up getting a second job at a different restaurant serving on the weekends. Uh, I was working doubles. I wasn't making any money. Like my very first double, I had worked nine hours and I made $35 in those nine hours. So it was bad. And then football season came around. Everybody in the restaurant, all the servers, all the servers were like, just hold out for football season. Hold out for football season. It's going to get so much better. Like, I promise you'll be able to make like $800 in a weekend. Like, it's going to be great. Football season rolls around. The restaurant's dead. So I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, it's taking up too much of my time. And just before I quit, I was offered a by someone in that restaurant who had a friend who owns... An, uh, another business and he does production for people who you know want their stuff produced like he does filming and editing and just filmmaking in general and so I was offered another opportunity through that job to do some editing work freelance for someone else which is really cool because I um as much as I didn't like that job I still believe in everything that you do has a purpose everything that happens to you has a purpose and so even though I hated that job and I hated where I was if I never worked there and if I just, if I bit the bullet and quit or like didn't show up or just whatever, didn't hold out for football season, I would never have met the guy that I work for right now. And I would never have been presented with the opportunity that I have to branch out even more with something that I actually want to do with my career. Yeah. So I really do believe everything in your life happens for a reason. And it's really cool to go from, you're like, you're standing in a room and you're surrounded by doors, right? And you know, I think this is true for both of us for a while there, for a couple of months for both of us. We were just, we were standing in a room. There was, you know, all the doors were like, all the doors were shut, right? The door for Buffalo Wild Wings was gone. It had disappeared into the darkness. Wasn't even a thought at that point. It wasn't. And so you're like, imagine you're standing in a room surrounded by doors, but all of them are closed. And you're literally just standing there waiting for one of them to open. And so up for a couple months, we were literally just standing there waiting and waiting and waiting and trying to remain positive and trying to understand the purpose for it and trying to, you know, find the purpose in your everyday life when you're just sitting around waiting. Mm -hmm. And then both of us, we saw a fucking crack in one of the doors and just bolted toward it. Yeah. And I think that that right there is just such an amazing life skill to have is being able to stay in the limbo phase of whatever you're doing, even if you hate what you're doing in the moment being able to stay positive and recognizing that there's a purpose for every single season of your life. Mm. And when you see the door open, just fucking run toward it. Like run, like bolt through the fucking door. Yeah. Fucking beat that shit down. Beat that shit. As down. soon as you see the light crack open, beat go. it up, beat it run. up, beat it up. Yeah. And I feel like, especially for me. So like I mentioned earlier, I had this lead on this job. It's for a local restaurant small business, and it's a fine dining restaurant. That was kind of my goal at the beginning of the year. I wanted to move into fine dining. I'm not too sure about my actual career yet. I really do love serving. And I wanted the hours of fine dining. I wanted the money from fine dining. And I just... That's you're what, a really fucking great server. Yeah, but thank you. That's what I wanted to go for. So the middle period for me was very rough. I was holding on to this job, but the restaurant didn't even know when it was open. This restaurant had been trying to get open for two years, but they were running into contracting issues, licensing issues. I reached out to the manager and the owner, and they basically said, hey, when we get closer and we know when this actually potentially might be opening... We're going to reach out to you. So they reach out to me two months 
after the initial text, you know, the initial text thread, I had checked back in with them like one time, but I knew it was just a waiting period, but I knew it was something I wanted to pursue. Like I said, I had worked at three, definitely not fucking fine dining restaurants. And if you know serving, it is so hard to get a fine dining job. If you don't have fine dining experience, you have to be able to find either a restaurant just one step up and then one step up and one step up and one step up until you're almost at fine dining, but not there. And then you're more likely to get a chance taken on you. I didn't have the time for that. I knew what I wanted and I knew I did not want to go back to a shitty corporate restaurant. I literally just couldn't do it. I'd had so many bad experiences in restaurants. I was like, I cannot go back. There was two months where I didn't know if I should hold on to this job. I hadn't heard too much yet. I was questioning it a lot because, you know, I had a nice savings. You know, I had saved up. Bills are expensive and I have dogs and I was just getting really worried. And my mom, who knew some connections to the job, and you were both just kind of encouraging me to, you know, stick it out, write it out, enjoy my time off. And so about two months in, they reach out to me for an interview. I'm super excited. I go through three interviews. It was very nerve wracking. And they basically offer me a back weight and a bar back position. They say, look, we don't think you have enough experience yet. And so let's put you on back weight, get you familiar with the restaurant, and then you can start serving. And I was I was iffy about it. I didn't know how good the money was be at this point. They weren't able to tell me a salary. They weren't able to t- tell me when it was opening, how many hours I was getting. It was just, you know, I was just confused. I didn't really know shit, mm-hmm. honestly. But... I was like, okay, I'll take the back weight. That's fine. And I'll stick it out for a server job because I had been applying to a few restaurants in between this time. I'd gotten a few interviews with fine dining corporate restaurants and none of them even gave me the time of day, Mm -hmm. like genuinely not even the time of day. They made me wait 30 minutes to give me a five minute interview where they didn't even know my name. They just did not give a fuck and they did not act like they gave a fuck and they never reached back out to me. So I was like, look, Clearly pursuing other restaurants and fine dining is not working. I know I don't want to go back to a shitty lower scale restaurant just because the money isn't going to be what I need it to be. So I took the back weight job. I was nervous about it. And then they give me an opening date and they send me an offer letter and they've changed it from back weight and bar back to server and bar back. And I reach out and I'm like, so I am going to be a server. And they're like, yes, let's put you on a server and bar back. We talked about it with the three people I interviewed and we actually decided that we think you would be a good fit for a server position and a bar back position. And I'm like, perfect. Still a little wary about the bar back, whatever. It's fine. I go, you know, get the uniform, etc. It's supposed to open. I think it was on like August 28th. And then they run into a few more issues and it's pushed back another three weeks. And at this point, this was recently August, September, I'm like running low on money, but I'm like, I need to stick it through. Like I have a good feeling about this and I stick it through. We finally get to training actually really recently. They offered me a full-time server, get rid of the bar back, get rid of the back weight. I'm just a server. It's exactly what I wanted. I go through training is a extensive training, like extensive the last, what, two, two and a half weeks, Mm. just straight training, studying, making flashcards, getting down the menu and all my free time. And it's exhausting. But the 
actual opening of the restaurant was on Thursday and it is everything I fucking needed it to be. It's good money. It's amazing staff. It's amazing management. And I literally couldn't be happier, but there was four months where I was like, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was literally holding on to this little thread, this little lead. It was like the door was barely fucking cracked Mm -hmm. and it just kind of kept opening a little bit, a little bit. And then once I saw a good amount of light coming in, then it just like busted wide open. I hate saying that. Busted wide open. What's that song? Eat it out? Does it say eat it out? I don't know. Maybe. We get in there this week. It's amazing. It's everything I wanted it to be. And I could not be more fucking thankful that I just waited it out instead of going with other restaurants or disregarding the opportunity because of the wait. I stuck it out and it's literally everything I needed it to be. It's fucking perfect. I love the job. I'm super happy with it. And we are in fine dining. You're in social media marketing. We got there. We got there. We fucking got there. You know why? Because, well, one, because we had each other to keep us accountable for staying positive and not, like, just giving up at the first sign of bullshit, I guess I'll say. Or even, like, the first, like, to a degree, we ignored our signs, or not our signs, but, like, our feelings of concern Mm -hmm. and just leaned into the fact that we knew it was going to work out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot, a big part of that is just, okay, I consider myself religious. I consider myself Christian. Brooke is not. She not you're in the slightest. Is that what you? Yeah. So atheist. she's atheist. So I 100% believe that either way, the concept of faith is so important in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Like just knowing that the universe or God has something set up already for you. How, when, or why something happens is none of your concern. But just having the faith or the the trust that that whatever you want to happen, it will happen for you. It doesn't really, it's none of your concern how, when, or why it happens, but just knowing that if you're doing all the things that you said you're, you were going to do, whatever you want to happen will happen for you. And that is a, the same across the board for like anything, relationships, um, jobs, you know, um, money, whatever it is. Um, as long as you're doing your part in that, all you have to do is worry about like what you're doing in the present moment, because if you are worrying about how, when, or why things are going to happen constantly, and you're worrying about things that you really can't control that are just outside of your control, it's just unnecessary anxiety for you. And it's, it just brings in a, a negative energy that just doesn't need to be in your life. So yeah. And on the topic of negative energy, I think cutting out negative energy as much as you can is important too. Mm-hmm. I think that if it goes along with like the door closing thing, mm-hmm. like right. if there's something in your life that is not bringing in positive energy, then need to be there. cut it out. And we are not trying to discount the fact, I think this is important to say, that everybody can just quit a job and not have a backup plan and shut out negative energy. Because when you, especially if you have children and you have bills and you don't have a savings or whatever your situation is, we kind of lucked out to be able to get through it and have that opportunity to close that door without a backup plan. And I know a lot of people can't do that, but just having faith in what you can do, like having faith that, okay, I see this and this is bringing in negative energy, but I can't close this door quite yet Mm -hmm. because of financial reasons or whatever it is, but I can close this door. 
Mm-hmm. And the more negative energy you are able to shut out and that's realistic for you to shut out, then do it. Even if you still have a little bit flowing in or whatever, you know, it'll that still- goes along with things you just can't control. Like sometimes yeah. there's just negative things in your life that you can't, you cannot have control over, but just the concept that you know that someday it will be better or that you'll learn how to control things that you can, that you have the ability to control. Because anything outside of that is just unnecessary. Like for me, about right before I started this job, I adopted a new dog, Coco. You know, you might have seen her on her Instagram. She's a little co-host. But she has quite a few medical issues that I was semi, semi, very semi aware of. When I got her, I explicitly asked the breeder, like, is there anything financial I need to do for her in the next coming months? Because I'm straight up not going to be able to afford it. And unfortunately, I did go get her checked out and she will need a lot of medical attention in the coming months. So that had me very stressed. And I do not believe in a singular higher power. I believe more that the universe is just a flow of energy. And I don't have my religion completely figured out or my spirituality or whatever you want to call it. I don't have a full concept on it. I don't honestly think about it too often. That's just been the thing throughout my life that sticks with me the most is that I do just believe that the universe is negative and positive energy ebbing and flowing, going around each other, mixing. And so I believe that if you limit your negative as much as you can, then the good is going to overflow and fill it. So if you're at a hundred percent of energy, that's how much energy you have around you and you have 50% negative, you only have 50% positive energy room left. And so I believe that if you can shut down the negative to whether 10%, 5%, 15%, whatever, you're only letting in more room and allowing yourself to fill that space now with positive energy surrounding you. And I think that's why it's important to close and lock as many doors as you can And if I would have had Coco at the time that I quit Buffalo Wild Wings, I would not have been able to close that door Mm -hmm. because she would have needed medical attention or she does need medical attention. I got her about a month ago and she needs it within the next month, which in October, she's going to have to get medical attention. So if I would have gotten her then, I wouldn't have been able to close that door and it would have been a completely different situation. So If you are in a place where you can't close off that negative energy, it is very much about closing off what you can and working towards closing off the rest of it. It's not something you might be able to do right away, but knowing these are the steps I'm going to take to close out as much negative energy as I can, close as many negative doors as I can so that I can open as... That was so cute. (laughs) That was cute. Open as many positive as I can. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. This is what our pumpkins are looking like so far. Mine is going to be a bunch of little ghosts all over. Yeah, I'm trying to get him some eyeball highlights, and I would like to add a bow tie, perhaps a top hat. (gasps) That's so cute. The bow tie and the top hat thing is like your thing. I'll put up some pictures. When we worked at Buffalo Onyx together, okay, I will say this. There were some good times. As much as there were bad times, there were also... Some really good times, especially when we worked together. We just always had a lot of fun while we were together. Um, but at the same time, it just it wasn't the right space for us. And we our relationship has grown a lot more outside of that job mm-hmm. than it like into more of a friendship rather than a co-workership. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. But yeah, we used to always doodle on this board. 
I'll put some pictures up. We used to put, it was like a, what was his name? Fuck. The frog? Yeah. Manny? Manny. Manny. Manny the money frog. And we would put him up on a pedestal as the reason that we made money at Mm -hmm. one point. And if Manny was not drawn on that board every fucking day, it was a bad day. It was just bad luck. And so we would draw on that. We would write some stupid shit on there too. Like you used, you wrote Giddy's bitch. Oh no, I wrote Giddy's bitch because you said it one time. Yeah. And then we did like, I remember, I think it was one of the funniest ones. So 86 in restaurants mean that you're out of something. So we did an 86 board and it was like all the coworkers, like this coworker, 86, his personality, whatever. Like, I don't even know what the fuck we said. We'll put up a picture and you'll see what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. It was like 86 Araya's job, 86... Brooks left, left titty. titty or something. <laughs> and then mine was 86. What was it? I don't know, bitch. 86 Nikayla's. Somebody put will to live. Yeah. Somebody put their will to live. Um, it was chuckle worthy. It, it was, it was cute and it was funny. And it was funny that one person did it and then everybody else just followed in that. Yeah. And like, there was probably like 10 different names on there with 86s of their, their things. It was funny. Yeah. So it wasn't a horrible job no. all the time. No, definitely not. But but not worth staying long term for sure. Ooh, it's like a condom. <laughs> I just had to throw it in there. That was fucking. We're at a loss for words now because we still have the rest of our paintings to go through and we don't know what to talk about. <laughs> Hold on, bear with us. We're going to take a pause. I guess we could talk about future career goals. Yeah, we could get into that. Now, on to future career goals. The Ooh. eyes are way too big. <laughs> His face is too long. Like, I need to do it, like, more at the, just at the top. Or maybe extendo them out. You know, ghosts be like, ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Like that screen painting? <laughs> yeah. I can recreate it really, 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 really well, but I got to double chin when I do it, so. I was doing it in the mirror this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Anywho. Okay, we're going to get into more of, like, what we want. For our futures, now that we've talked about, I feel like the angle is so low, but I looked at it and it looked fine to me. If it looked fine to you, then I think it's good. Yeah, we're going to get into future career goals now. What we shall work towards now. Putting it out there, manifesting it for ourselves. Yeah. So I would really like to own a business. I think I'm definitely meant to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um, and preferably in the realm of editing or video production in general, I would really like to grow my skills as much as possible right now so that I can absorb as much knowledge as possible in the jobs that I have right now, be able to do it on my own. For me, I haven't really found, we will eventually do an episode on passions, but I definitely haven't found mine yet. I've never been really passionate about too much since I was a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. I just really haven't. So I definitely don't have as set of goals for you, but I definitely do want to own my own business one day. What it will be, I'm not sure, but I've always seen that in my future as well. Mm -hmm. As far as short-term goals, I know I would like to reach right now. Shorter terms, I would like to bartend. It just sounds really fun to me. I really love making drinks. You know, I made the one in our last episode, mentioned my little bar cart. So I really love doing that. Just find it really fun. And I feel like the personalities of a lot of bartenders, especially in restaurants that you work in right now, like the ones that you work in right now, their personalities are just so like top tier mm-hmm. and they're like very entertaining people. So yeah. I feel like you would fit that job very well. And I just feel like, I don't know. I've always romanticized bartending, I guess, mm-hmm. in my head. 
So hopefully when I do reach that point, I will like it as much as I'm expecting to like it. And who knows if something will change, but that's definitely my short-term goal right now. And I think the job I have currently would be a great caveat for that because we employ mixologists, which are basically a step up from bartenders, at least. Mm-hmm. That's what they're widely considered. And so if I would have the opportunity to train under them, which is originally why they gave me the bar back job is because I did mention that. So I'm confident or at least very hopeful that they will let me train under the bartenders. So I'd love to do that. Definitely go somewhere with starting my own business, have some passive income. I think my main goal is... It's been your goal for a long time is to find something that brings you passive income. Yeah, to find something that brings me passive income. And like, you know, I think everybody's kind of looked into like vending machines and shit like Mm -hmm. that. That's not what I'm going for. That's not what I want. I want to get into... like crypto shit. Yeah. Like I would like to get into stocks and stuff like that and invest my money yeah it's not something i know enough about right now to really dive into as a topic for sure but your ghost is so cute oh my goodness you look so smart so smarter than me for sure he's got inquisitive (laughs) eyes kind eyes yeah basically just get into finances be more financially literate Mm. oh big word bestie yeah be financially literate (laughs) and hopefully bartend are gonna be mine and then the goals for this podcast, of course, that's a big one because mm-hmm. we have goals for it. We definitely do. We have some pretty big goals for it, actually. We really hope to, we're having, we already plan to have a couple of guests on, come on in December, do some heavy topics with them, mm-hmm. talk about some real shit with them, and just give our audience, whatever that may be at the time, a better insight, another perspective from some people who have lived different lives than us and have mm-hmm. different people who have lived full lives, people who are still really young people who have who can bring on a different perspective from the two of ours. Mm-hmm. And so we hope to have those people on. Obviously, by the end of the year, we already have planned to have them on. But to really take this podcast to another level, eventually, we plan on already moving in together. Which has been a kind of semi-plan for quite a while. Yeah, it's been like a back burner. Our leases have not lined up, but... And next December, they will line up perfectly and both the leases will end in December. So that is the goal and getting a space where we can film this podcast and it be something steady instead of lugging our shit around and trying to seven different setups for one podcast episode. Yes. And hopefully something that's more like a permanent studio area that is, you know, very unique to our podcast and fits our vibe really well. Yeah. So... That's the goal for the podcast. Super exciting. Definitely switching it up, having a solid place to do it, making it more professional. Professional. Professional is the goal. That is pretty much the end of this podcast. It's been like five or six hours in the making um, for this episode. Yeah. Um, But thanks for sticking around. If you're watching, we really appreciate you because we did spend about six hours trying to set up for this episode. So So, much appreciated. Appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. Thank you for coming. But yeah, that's the end of this episode of Bitch. 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 Be real. Bitch. Bitch. Be real. <laughs> if you want to get daily updates, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook, YouTube, all at the, B- the, 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 the oh, All at the BBR pod. The BBR pod. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. Bye.